I think there's easy gratitude. And then there's what I would call strengthening gratitude, which of course would be, it's challenging. Like right now, it's easy for me to be grateful. Like I'm in a lot of sunshine coming in my window. I'm talking to you and you're awesome. I feel peaceful. Like there's (laughs) nothing really challenging me right now. I've got a plastic turtle on my desk. So like (laughs) I've got life by the balls right now. So, and this is easy gratitude. and, And I think it's great for us to remind ourselves like, yeah, let's even feel grateful when it's easy. But I don't think that helps us grow much. I don't think it really takes us deeper into our hearts. Just like, you know, if you're, if you can bench press a hundred pounds, but you only put 10 pounds on the bar, you're not going to be getting that much stronger from it. It's easy weightlifting, but it's like, okay, if you can only bench press a hundred pounds and you put 99 on the bar or 101, now it's like, okay, when I'm challenged in life, when I'm stressed out, when I'm scared, now is the time where if I can have an attitude of gratitude and even feel grateful in those challenging circumstances, that is helping me grow. I think it's helping me grow stronger, not only my resolve of growing more gratitude in my life, but I think it's helping me as a person expand beyond my limits. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to this really special episode with an amazing person. I've had a really beautiful uh, pre-chat with, uh, with him. His humor is really authentic and uh, he is really authentic and he just changed my state uh, as we were speaking and it, it was just amazing. So um, his name is JP Sears. Most probably you know about him or if you don't, you should because what he's done and what I really admire about him is that he brought up some things that were not easy to speak about and some things that were really serious regarding spirituality in general and the the, the lies that we actually tell ourselves sometimes. And uh, for me, it was really liberating and to see how how he managed to put this in a really entertaining way and to to bring people to pay attention to this it is really amazing and uh, really inspirational for me. He has been on YouTube and uh, for quite a while, and he's had like millions of views uh, with his uh, really smart and really humorous uh, videos. And um, yeah, he's here with us right now, and we will get to spend some time with him. So I'm very grateful for that. JP, thank you so much for being here with us. Yay, you're welcome, Georgie. I appreciate you having me on, brother. Definitely, my pleasure, my pleasure. So uh, firstly, I'm. So what I, I didn't say in the beginning is that uh, beyond the, the humorous side, you are a really deep person and uh, I really feel that you have uh, not just the knowledge, but you're actually living it somehow and uh, you're helping people as as a life coach right 
uh, I hope that I, uh, I'm saying that uh, right. And as, far uh, as I know, but maybe we're both wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there's more to you than just the humorous mm. part. And uh, I think that's important for uh, our listeners to know. And uh, they will definitely find out in uh, what's, what's to come in, in, the, in the next 20, 30 minutes. So um, thank you so much once again for being here. And my first question for you is, what does gratitude mean for you personally? And yeah, to me, gratitude means being deeply connected to what we have in the present moment, period. So like deep connection, if I were really summarizing it, deep connection. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, and can I ask, what does it mean to you? Well, my definition of, or the, the feeling that I get is... Uh, very much related to uh, brother David uh, Steinel Rust, something like this is, is his name. He says that uh, gratitude is the gratefulness or gratefulness is the gratefulness of life. And I think this, this just encapsulates this perfectly, like the gratefulness of life, of course, in the present moment, because you can only experience the fullness of life when you're very present and uh yeah that that's for me the the definition and how i i best relate to gratitude man i i think i like your definition better than mine so now <laughs> i feel inferior about myself talking <laughs> to you georgian and i'm not grateful talking with you <laughs> no i i love the the and to me there's there's a lot of um uh, parallels in the definition but that's a beautiful look at it the great fullness life yeah yeah i love it and i i've researched gratitude quite a lot and i've spoken to many people on this and i i really feel that this resonates best with me and it uh is the the best way to to feel it actually and to to understand it from from the heart somehow um but um there are all kinds of things like um people are saying that they are grateful very lightly uh, many times and uh, there are all kinds of things of this nature that we sometimes do or that people sometimes do <laughs> and um, I was wondering if you would like uh, to share with us a few things that you've been seeing people do that are not actually uh, the way we should approach gratitude in a harmonious way. Yeah, uh, you know, and I'm going to fall into the category of people who approach <laughs> sometimes gratitude in a way that's maybe not as uh, potentiated as we can. You know, I don't know about you, Georgian, but I remember needing a kid. Whenever you know someone gave me something, my parents would say, well, now say thank you. And I'd say thank you, but I wouldn't mean it. Uh, and I mean, that's probably a great practice to have with kids. It, it instills, like, I think that's a positive thing, but that doesn't necessarily teach heart-centered gratitude. It's more like my mind is remembering, I say this, I get a little more approval, life is good. And and I think a lot of us, myself included, a lot of times we'll approach gratitude like a mental concept. We'll be theoretical, like, like yeah, I'm I'm grateful for that. But it doesn't mean we're feeling grateful. It means I think I'm grateful. And that's like, that's a cool step in the right direction. But 
I think we can really get to the heart of the matter, which is our own heart, when we look at gratitude, not as a mental concept, but a feeling. So I've actually got my gratitude journal here that I'm oh. writing in every morning. <laughs> and it'd be funny if it's not. It's just like it's a black book, but I want to impress you. <laughs> but it is my gratitude journal. And for me, what's the most important, I write down three things uh, each morning. But that's not the most important part. The more important part is after I write down each one, I close my eyes and I sit and I feel the feelings of gratitude associated with each item. And I think that feeling the feeling of gratitude, that's where our life becomes very positively impacted by gratitude. And and I think a, another important thing with gratitude that can be a pitfall is we need to be grateful for what we have. I think sometimes when we drink a little bit of the positive thinking Kool-Aid a little too much, we get into this mindset where we're trying to trick life into giving us what we want. By the way, I don't necessarily think that uh, what we want is what we need sometimes. I think a lot of times our wants just comes from our ego that says enough is never enough. So, you know, so we can become like, well, I'm grateful for the money that's coming towards me. I'm grateful for the Ferrari that'll be in my driveway next year because I've got it on my vision board. But I think real gratitude has to do with what do I have now? And how can I feel the feelings and the body sensations about what I have now because i think it, we're either grateful for what we have or we're resentful for what we don't have and you mentioned it earlier about gratitude being a way to get really present in the moment so i think it's a great reminder uh to be cognizant of the idea of like let's be grateful for what i have and then lastly all right <laughs> stop stop just rambling here um i i think there's easy gratitude and then there's what I would call strengthening gratitude, which of course would be, it's challenging. Like right now, it's easy for me to be grateful. Like I'm in you know, a lot of sunshine coming in my window. I'm talking to you and you're awesome. I feel peaceful. Like there's nothing, nothing really challenging me right now. I've got a plastic turtle on my desk. So like <laughs> I've got life by the balls right now. So, and this is easy gratitude. And, and I think it's great for us to remind ourselves like, yeah, let's even feel grateful when it's easy. But I don't think that helps us grow much. I don't think it really takes us deeper into our hearts. Just like, you know, if you're, if you can bench press a hundred pounds, but you only put 10 pounds on the bar, you're not going to be getting that much stronger from it. It's easy weightlifting, but it's like, okay, if you can only bench press a hundred pounds and you put 99 on the bar or 101. Now it's like, okay, when I'm challenged in life, when I'm stressed out, when I'm scared, now is the time where if I can have an attitude of gratitude and even feel grateful in those challenging circumstances, that is helping me grow. I think it's helping me grow stronger, not only in my resolve of growing more gratitude in my life, but I think it's helping me as a person expand beyond my limits. So, man, I'll tell you, uh, last week, I just saw a quick little story. 
that was hard for me to be grateful for in the moment. I I was flying from Costa Rica where I was uh, with my wow. beautiful fiance to New York where I was uh, going to be helping a, a wonderful company I um, um, sponsored by called Ana Human Optimization Company, doing a nationwide launch across all the Whole Foods in the U.S. Cool. So I was in uh, going to New York to help that launch, and you know, the big winter storm hit. So. From Costa Rica, I'm flying north, got to Florida. My connecting flight to New York was canceled. It's like, okay, can't fly up there tonight. They rescheduled me for the next morning at 6 a.m. Cool. So get to the airport, and we're, man, we're about to land in New York. We're in New York, and huge snowstorm, and they divert us at the last minute. Can't land. Snow is falling so hard. The pilots don't have enough visibility, so they divert the uh, the flight a few hundred miles over to Pittsburgh. Cool. I and I am grateful. Like, thank you. I'm I'm very safe. So we're in Pittsburgh for seven hours, <laughs> and after seven hours of waiting. And, you know, the next day is a product launch, and I really want to be there to support the company. They say, okay, we're going to put everybody on buses and bus you over to New York. Now, it's a nine-hour bus ride. And granted, it's a plane full of people. Now, do you think it's a plane full of happy people at this point? (laughs) Not even close. So, you know, I'm seeing the worst come out of people. And I I was so grateful that I actually maintained a grateful attitude most of the day, you know, which is weird. Like, I'm grateful that I'm grateful right now. (laughs) So then there I am, you know, after a long day of being in the airport and uh, just like I'm physically uncomfortable. Now I'm on a bus for nine hours and I'm on a bus for nine hours with people who are pretty darn angry. So a lot of stress, a lot of chaos. And I, and I won't pretend that I loved it, but I will say I was, I was very blessed to maintain my attitude of gratitude in that moment where I grounded like, wow, I'm, I'm warm. I'm safe. And like, I'm being taken to New York. Like I could have easily missed this event. I could easily be somewhere where I'm not cold. I'm not, or where I'm cold. I'm not safe. I don't have food to eat. So it it was nice to be grateful for what I had in that moment on the crowded bus, rather than just being resentful of what I don't have. And, and I won't pretend like I'm the Dalai Lama. I'm always in that (laughs) attitude, feeling of gratitude and tough circumstances yeah, the next day when I was talking to my fiance on the phone, she's like, oh my God, how was that? And I'm like, I am so surprised that I, it, it was like pretty pleasant the whole time because normally like I get caught up and like, damn it, life, why are you doing this to me? So yeah. <laughs> long story short, as I digress, I think a great opportunity for all of us when we're on a path of gratitude is make sure we have a gratitude and strength uh, attitude of gratitude in strengthening situations, challenging times. It's harder, but it's way more beneficial than if we only have gratitude when it's convenient. Definitely. I love the story. And I, I think it teaches us something really important. And from my discussions and from my experience as well, it's, it's like a muscle, like, like yeah. you said. Uh, the fact that you have a stronger muscle in those kinds of situations, you were able to, um, to 
to put up with that, no, not to put up, but to actually uh, find things that are that are good, that are okay, and that changes your experience because you and all of, all of those people have had the same experience basically. And uh, the the beautiful part about cultivating this as a habit is the fact that when those kind of experiences arise, you're able to deal with them differently and. And this is actually, and I think this is an important thing to uh, to point out. For instance, when people see you, they see you in your in your uh, videos. They might see you on stage or uh, in different kinds of situations when you're a star, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they they don't see the the fact that you still have to uh, go through these kinds of situations as well. Because you're human, also, and um, it's important to see that uh, when we when we see people that are successful and they seem to have a perfect life, they still go through these kinds of things. But the fact yeah. that you have this uh, this habit has helped you go through them in a different way, in a more pleasant way. And I think this is very important because usually when we we as a society, as humans, we tend to follow people uh, and that seem to have the perfect life. Because, And we think if we're going to be, I don't know, successful one way or another, we will every, all, all of our problems will just go away and <laughs> everything will be perfect. Man, and, and how boring would that be? And how sucky would that be? <laughs> Everything's perfect, which means we don't have any stimulus to make us grow. We don't have any challenges to make us grow. Exactly. But, but yeah, I, I think sometimes when we, and I think we can all fall into the trap you point out where we maybe look on social media and see people like, wow, you're really living a perfect life. Like that's us playing a trick on ourselves. We're looking at social media. It's not meant to be like a journal where we see people's dirt and challenges. Like no, social media, it's not meant to be a whole life broadcasting system. It's like, <laughs> here's a freaking picture of me. And you know, like, I'm not going to take a picture of me like having diarrhea on the toilet. probably. <laughs> um, so I, I think we can play that trick on ourselves as a way of deflating ourselves. And sometimes we really get our emotional needs met by deflating ourselves. It's just self bullying. It's not a constructive way of getting our emotional needs met, but it's a way of stimulating ourselves emotionally that will be getting our needs met in a crappy way. Just like eating junk food is a way we're trying to meet our emotional or our nutritional needs. It's not a very ideal way. It's not effective, but it's a way that people feed themselves nutritionally. So I, yeah, I, t I do my best to remind myself and others often that everybody shits out of their asshole. Like no matter how glorious they look, you know, on social media, we all poop out of our butts and it's okay. We all have our crap we're working on. We all have the things that we think are flaws. Uh, we all have our shortcomings. We all have our bad days. We all have bad moods. And I think in a, a good scenario, we just minimize how long we're in the bad mood, how long we're depressed. Uh, maybe we, we get depressed less frequently, but we're always there. And I, by no means would I want to trick anybody into thinking that I'm any less human than anybody else. And I would also want to encourage everybody to know that 
every other human is as human as you. That's lovely. That's lovely. And it's a really great reminder because even though we we might think we know this, uh, the fact that you, you told us this is very important and very comforting somehow because we sometimes... Uh, like you said, and I love your episode on social media as well. Um, like you said, we see the highlights of other people's lives. We compare yeah. them and we we get to feel bad. And it's not doing anyone any good and not uh, to ourselves or to the, the ones around us. And yeah, it's it's a really great reminder. Absolutely. In fact, you know, the the antithesis of the the shine the glory would be the challenge the tough times and man those tough times that's that is the stimulus for our growth that is the stimulus for our fulfillment and our personal expansion so the tough times be it a bad mood a breakup a challenging time financially uh anger those tough times are not only okay they are freaking important. They, they are absolutely um, um, seeds of growth, seeds of change, seeds of healing. So, man, if we didn't have those, we would be pretty handicapped. I don't think we can grow unless we're challenged. And a lot of times we'll just deny our challenges if we think they're bad because like, well, other people on social media appear not to have them. So I think we should actually celebrate them instead of having shame about them. Wow. This, this is amazing. So how can we do that actually? Because I, I love the idea of, so like you said, and like uh, we all do, uh, I have challenges myself and yeah. uh, seeing them as growing opportunities and seeing, seeing this whole process as growth is really interesting and I think it can be really helpful uh, for, for our listeners. Yeah. So, you know, the first step of how to see a challenge as a growth experience and accept it as a growth experience for me starts with realizing just because something feels bad doesn't mean it's bad for us. I think the number one factor in helping people become successful and fulfilled is their willingness to get uncomfortable, period. I don't think uncomfortable feelings have ever hurt anybody. I think trying to avoid our uncomfortable feelings hurts us. Mm. So when, when we have this attitude like, oh, you know, feeling depressed, uh, feeling challenged, feeling defeated, feeling scared, when we have the attitude that those are bad things, that they're not really okay, then we're going to be in an avoidance posture. You know, the, the the challenge might be right in front of us, but instead of going towards it, into it, we kind of posture ourselves to lean away from it. So we're avoiding getting uncomfortable, and that keeps us from going into the challenge, and therefore that keeps us from uh, growing. So I think once we realize, like, not only is it okay to be uncomfortable, being uncomfortable is the number one factor in growing, getting more successful, getting more fulfilled inside, getting more genuine happiness. Then we can realize like, okay, it's actually okay for me to 
go into the discomfort and do whatever it is, whatever the doing is, it might be who here's this new adventure. It might be, I'm going to just be in this depression. So I, I feel these feelings so I can digest them rather than having the feelings, but being perpetually trying to avoid them. So I did a little bit of uh, journaling last week and, you know, here we are January, 2018 as we're talking so I just woke up and it's, ah, I want to reflect on 2017. And, and I wrote down all the experiences that I could think of that were worthy of celebration. I'm terrible at celebrating. So it's <laughs> like, wow, what a great pattern interrupt. Let me like look at the things that are important to celebrate. So I listed them all out. I met my, who's now fiance, got engaged. Those are two great ones. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> thank you. I launched my book. Uh, I, I did a lot of performances at book events. Uh, I co-hosted a, a, a big cool thing called Genius Network. I uh, went on a comedy tour, uh, signed on to do a documentary, uh, stopped wearing my headband when I'm on stage. I won't go into that, but it was really important to me. So anyway, just taking those, and I looked at every single one of these experiences that were worthy of celebration and they were all riddled with discomfort none of them were comfortable they a lot of they all had joy they all had great benefit and growth but they all scared the hell out of me they were all uncomfortable so i was very grateful and going towards discomfort is absolutely one of my core values but it was just interesting to see like every single one of these experiences worthy of celebration that really helped me expand they all had immense discomfort not a little bit of intimidation a little bit of like oh that's kind of scary but like i am really scared doing this i am really scared saying yes to doing comedy shows in theaters i'm really scared getting engaged my heart says yes scares the hell out of my mind but i did it anyway so being willing to be uncomfortable and doing the thing anyway be afraid and take action anyway i think is one of the best mantras we can have so that we can grow from a challenge i love it i love it and I, I can excited totally, here, Georgian. Yeah, the, <laughs> I, I think it's 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 just amazing to to do that and um, doing like like you said that that journaling is also great. Uh, I uh, actually did a, a series of episodes with each and every month of the year 2017, oh, and cool. uh, I shared my my own uh, three things that uh, were great about uh, that particular month, like January. So. 36 in, in, in total. And uh, I encouraged uh, the gratitude seekers also to, to do the same. And I think it's really powerful because it creates a great energy for 2018 and for setting the goals for, for the next year. When you, see, when you feel fulfilled, when you understand how many amazing things have happened in the, the past months, you, you get a really uh, different kind of vibe to, to go forward. And I, and I love that you, you've been doing that as well. And it's awesome. So um, what I also wanted to ask you is, uh, when did you start writing in, in the Gratitude Journal? Like, how did that happen? Because there, are, there might be listeners of ours that uh, want to start this uh, Gratitude Journaling. And uh, 
they might need some inspiration of how to get started or yeah, listen to your stories and take some things interesting. Yeah, you know, it. Uh, let's see how did I, like I've always known like gratitude's awesome, but it's like yeah, okay, but actually doing it is much different. So, you know, it it, pre- it took me a while of just hearing people talk about it. Um, you know, hearing a lot of like wonderful, happy, fulfilled people doing really exciting things in life, hearing so many of them talk about a simple gratitude journaling practice in the morning to the, where finally, I think the tipping point for me, I was at a Tony Robbins event, Unleashed the Power Within, which is just a beautiful, amazing experience. So grateful to have had the chance to attend. And during the event, Tony talked about his like quick morning routine, gratitude journaling is part of it, feeling the feelings of gratitude. I think that was a tipping point. When I heard Tony talk about it, it's not just write it down, but then feel the feelings of gratitude, it clicked. Because I think there was a part of me that just thought like, like talking about gratitude, writing it down, like that doesn't feel beneficial. And I don't think it is beneficial, but really grounding into the feelings of gratitude, now that makes it immensely beneficial. So I, after after that event, I thought, well, Tony's morning routine, I'm going to give it a shot for a week. And after a week, I'll if I don't like it, I'll throw it away. I'll take parts of it if I like it. So, man, the, the gratitude journaling was just something that stuck. And, you know, it, I'm just showing on the screen here, if y'all can see it, just very oh, so cool. <laughs> short, three simple things I write down that takes maybe 20 seconds and then another minute or two or three to feel it. So, you know, one of the things that doesn't work for me is a big elaborate process that takes a long time in the morning because then I feel like it's like it's taking away from my day rather than adding to it. And I, I think there's probably a lot of different ways to do gratitude journaling. But for me, it's the writing is the shortest part. The feeling it, that's the most meaningful part. I love it. I love it. And I love the idea. So uh, there is research on this. And uh, what's important is not so much to have a huge list, like 100 reasons why you're grateful (laughs) each and every day, but to actually go deep. And uh, uh, I think that you're doing this in a very uh, intelligent way. Like, uh, I love the fact that you write like uh, one row and uh, afterwards, you go deep on the feeling. And f- for me, for instance, this this is a great idea. And I hope that uh, me pointing this out is helpful for our listeners as well. So uh, you you don't need to write as much. But what is important to go deep on the feeling. And uh, yeah, I, I love I love the idea. And it it might uh, make for having more time and adding to your your time i love this idea as well like when you think of doing this practice like adding to your day yeah. you you just it's it's something very important in in your brain when you think oh so this is adding to my it's not taking time away but it's actually something that yeah it's adding it, it's it's beautiful i love it i love it yeah 100% i i think it, something i've learned about people who who live what I would call inspirational lives, a lot of times the mindset isn't what will that cost me? What kind of time will that cost me? But more, what will that be worth to me? 
And, and it's like taking five minutes to do gratitude journaling. The, the, wow, that's going to cost me five minutes, I think is a very poverty consciousness mindset. But asking what will that be worth to me? Well, I find personally, you know, immersing myself in the the feeling and the biochemicals of gratitude early in the morning, one, that makes me way more productive throughout the day. So investing five minutes, I would dare say, gets me at least 45 minutes worth of more productivity. No more time throughout the day, but just 45 minutes more worth of productivity because I'm in a happier state. My mind is working cleaner. I'm more connected to my intuition, more connected to my heart. And then my perception changes throughout the day. You know, I meant I was really in a great frame of mind of gratitude. Last week, I mentioned the whole airport experience. I'd been consistent with my gratitude journaling, which really helped train me for here's a tough day. So was it worth me taking five minutes in the morning to have a day where I was actually feeling calm and peaceful versus a day where I just feel like I'm in broken glass inside, I'm angry? Absolutely. That five minutes had a, a, it it was well worth it. It was worth, I mean, way more than I could put words to. So yeah, what, what will this gratitude journaling be worth to me rather than thinking how many minutes is it going to cost me? I think it's a important mindset that inspirational people tend to have, whether they know it or not. And then angry people uh, tend to have the mindset that says that'll cost me time. I don't have time for that. That'll take away from me watching the TV and I got to watch the news on TV so that I can know what to be angry about. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think you you put some really good questions. I hope that uh, our listeners were uh, aware of the subtlety of, uh, of your questions. So something that you as listeners can ask yourselves when, when you're listening, what is this bringing into my life and uh, not what it costs. I, I think this is very, very powerful. And uh, like you said, with the productivity and everything, it's an amazing perspective. Thank you. Really, I didn't think I could <laughs> learn so much, uh, so many new things about gratitude, but I'm still learning. And even though I've been exploring it for quite a while, and I'm sure that our listeners uh, have been doing this as well, but I I want us to to uh, talk a little bit about something that um, you promote and that I think it's very important for all of us. Um, it's about appreciating ourselves and uh, being grateful for ourselves one way or yeah. another. And I'm talking about being weird. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, I think it. sometimes it's easier to appreciate and be grateful for other people. And it's like, cool, but let's treat ourselves the way we treat other people. I I think some people it's like the, the real challenge is being appreciative of ourselves. So man, and, and I think the, the real beauty to be grateful for about ourselves is our uniqueness our weirdness. I think weirdness is a gluten-free breadcrumb trail that leads us to our authenticity. And, and you know, how I look at myself now, what I appreciate the least about myself is when I act normal. I think acting normal 
is another way of saying not being yourself. But you act normal in a way of like, well, let me act the way everybody else acts. Let me uh, conform. And, you know, sometimes you do that. If you drive in a car, it's great to act normal. You don't want to like, well, let me do self-expression <laughs> here and color outside the lines. Like, no, it's be normal. But I, I think the time and place for being normal isn't all the time everywhere. I think we we have the ratio backwards where most of the time, most of us act normal. Maybe letting our beautiful, weird authenticity out a little bit of the time. I think we should flip that. I think most of the time we should be being our weird authentic selves. And then we do a little bit of normal when it will serve us well, like driving our car. So my experience with weirdness was when I was a child, the weirdness, uniqueness, authenticity about me, that's what I had the most shame about. Like I'd be made fun of it sometimes, like, oh, you have red hair. Uh, You see things differently. (coughs) Excuse me. So I think a lot of times as children, we learn to be ashamed of what makes us ourselves because it makes us different. But then we can flip the script on that when we're adults. When we start to wake up, we realize like, oh, this weirdness, it deserves to be celebrated because it's what makes me different. Because like when we're a kid, like the last thing we want is to be different. But when we're an adult, the the less different we are, the more differentiated we are, which means we're able to find ourselves more. We're able to celebrate ourselves more. And I think when we do that, we inspire other people to do do it for themselves. I don't know what the purpose of life is, but I would dare say it might have something to do with the purpose of your life is for you to live your life. And I don't think we are living our lives when we're acting like other people, when we're acting normal. I think we are much more living our lives when we're being unapologetically weird, when we're being authentic. I love it. I love it. And uh, one more thing that uh, I think it this helps us with is the fact that we can find our place in the world. When we are uh, trying too much to conform is it's really hard for us to we're we're going to do the things that everybody does and sometimes yeah. this this just doesn't work for us and we feel that we know that okay this is not what I'm supposed to do and you you just know you just know and mo- many people have been through this but uh, I think that this is exactly it and uh, what I also appreciate about you is that you're a living example of that like all of your your weirdness your uh the things that you might have been ashamed of or something like this in in, in the past you are uh bringing them to the surface and you are gifting us with them and with who you are and this this actually helps us also to be to be more okay with our weirdness and i think this is this is awesome for us because um actually one, one of the ways that we are learning is uh, through seeing what other people are doing and uh, the fact that you are authentic helps us be more authentic as well and yeah i just i think i just wanted to say thank you for that (laughs) and well you're welcome and i I appreciate you seeing that way uh georgian and uh and it's nice to hide my dirt uh and have you just recognize the the beauty of me it does mean a lot to me 
Um, but yeah, yeah, I've got plenty of skeletons in my closet that I'm still working on too. Definitely. I'm, I'm sure that you're human. I, I mean, I hope you're human. <laughs> I'm not. I'm actually mostly turtle. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm significantly human. Yeah, and th this moment, for instance, this is this is what I love, and the fact that we, uh, for instance, our listeners right now, uh, so or when they will be listening, if you, we're just talking on and on, it's normal. It's something that okay, they might pay attention or not, attention or not, but when you have a, a moment like this of being so authentic, so real, it just freezes the brain. It's like what? What did just he just say? And you become more aware of this, and I think it's uh, it's something that we can all bring to the surface and bring to the world, and uh, it's something that once we learn to appreciate and to see, uh, helps us quite a lot. And for your living example of that, that we can uh, do great work and help many people by being ourselves, and I think this is this is very important for. I, I live. Uh, by thinking that examples are the most powerful, we can talk for hours. But if we see someone actually do that, that that speaks like much more than we can speak in ten yeah. hours of podcasting or so. <laughs> Man, I I agree with you hundred percent. I think talk that leads to action leads to examples, and there's the real impact. It's just like. You know, when when parents have rules, they tell the kids, well, don't do this, don't do that. But then the parents go and do that thing. We realize kids learn by example. You know, it's like the, the words are maybe 1% of the learning. The example is 99% of the learning. And I think when we realize that, as you clearly have, and I love how you pointed out, we can use that. Uh, to our benefit, you know, I love to see the examples of other people. I think we can learn from anybody uh, and, and especially the people that we consider inspiring. They inspire not us to act like them, but they inspire our true selves to come out to a greater degree. And I, I, I love seeing people in their essentially example expressions. You know, I love listening to them, but it's like, yeah, man, There, I think that's why there's magic in hanging around someone. You can just go out to dinner and they may might not be lecturing you, but it's like, I think I just learned more during that dinner. And I think that's, you know, I've been really into podcasts for the past few years. I, it, I very rarely listen to books on tape, but I, because I feel like I don't learn too much, but I feel like I learn a hell of a lot more from podcasts because I think it's more example oriented because especially with a podcast like you're facilitating here where people are having a conversation, you get more of the three dimensional examples rather than the one dimensional, just talk. Let me talk at you. Here's the lesson. So it's like, parents having like a real life conversation with their kids rather than a one dimensional, I'm going to talk at you. Here's the rules. And the kid's like, yes, yeah, <laughs> stop paying attention. Dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I love, I love the perspective and I think it's, um, yeah, we see examples of people actually talking about it. And we, what I think it's also uh, important that we, we have an opinion from another person of something 
and uh, that helps us choose is easy more easily uh one way or another if we agree or if we don't agree or uh, if that actually works and one thing uh, that really works for us is uh, and one thing that i would love to end this interview with is go to uh, jp sears youtube channel facebook give him a like and follow him and uh other than the entertaining that you entertainment that you will get from that um my advice is to also look at him as uh someone living his passion and living uh his authentic self and try to like like jp said to get inspired by that and i'm sure that that will bring from yourself as well it will bring that uh, that that magical side that uh, that gift that you have that you can give us uh, like he does mm. beautiful <laughs> words brother thank you for expressing all those i feel a lot of benefit in hearing those <laughs> my pleasure and hopefully other people do too but man thank you for saying those yeah my pleasure it's it, it really comes from the heart it's not just yeah. something that uh to to say uh into words but also uh so as a closing thought could you share with us what and who you are grateful for in your life right now yeah you know uh, the the first who that comes to my mind i mean there's many of them but the first one is my beautiful fiance amber um i mean just beyond gratitude for her being in my life and um you know, specifically it, right now we're were apart. She's running a retreat in Costa Rica. So specifically, uh, last night the the time we took to talk via Skype was just beautiful. And how she smiles, how she shares her challenges, how she gets playful with me. I, I'm very and how she cheers and supports me. How she believes in me. I'm very very grateful uh, for her. And then, you know, the, the, what I'm grateful for, um, you know, right now I'm very grateful. I'm in a, a, a nice home. It's warm. It's comfortable. Um, I'm looking out at, uh, wonderful trees. So I, I'm definitely experiencing a what that I'm grateful for. And I think, uh, just one more, a combination of a who and a what I'm very grateful for you in this conversation. This, Thank you. this feels good to me, this connection, uh, uh, communicating with you. So I feel very grateful. In fact, I feel the gratitude is sort of like tingling in my chest about our conversation. I love it. I love it. And I hope that our listeners have uh, gotten some of your feelings, some of your gratitude and also mine, of course. And um, thank you so much for being here and for uh, being so present and for having such a great conversation. Thank you. You're very welcome, Georgie. And thank you for having me on, brother. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed this interview as much as we've enjoyed doing it. I think, honestly, it's one of the best interviews that I've ever did. And uh, JP was certainly one of the best guests that I ever had. And if you enjoyed this interview, please share it with your friends, with your family. I think JP really shares some amazing tips for, for all of us. 
I certainly got some great tips from him and some really good inspiration. And also, if you're a brand new listener to the Gratitude Podcast, I invite you to subscribe because there are many, many other very, very interesting interviews on gratitude, on life stories in general that you can learn from quite a lot and uh, that can inspire you to live a more grateful and a more happy life. My vision with the podcast is to inspire 100,000 people to discover gratitude, how they can do it each and every day, how to create the habit and how to live a happier life. And I would really appreciate your support in helping me do this and uh, making this vision a reality. Thank you so much for listening, for sharing and for taking the time to be with us and to connect. Thank you so much. Hey Gratitude Seeker, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.